Hey y'all, it's your girl Samanji and welcome to the Avocado and Honey podcast where we are becoming the best version of ourselves through self-accountability and vulnerability. Go ahead and drink your water. Now let's grow together. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out the previous podcast episode. I basically shared my thoughts on the United States versus Billie Holiday, as well as shared how I feel our ancestors and the people who came before us um, led the way. They took on all these emotions that we Um, don't have to re-experience in this lifetime. So be sure to check out that episode. Um, If you like that episode or any episode of Avocado and Honey, please be sure to share it with a fellow spiritual motherfucker. So for today, um, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all the tarot energy for the next two weeks. Also give y'all a little health update. Like, you know, I know I was gone last week because I woke up to a swollen face and also my little gut problems that I've been um, sharing with you guys. So I'm going to give y'all an update on that. And also just kind of keep the same energy energy um low-key as last episode so I want to share my thoughts on this book that I finally finished brothers and sisters I was like I'm gonna sit here and finish it um so I finally got that done as well as some of like um my favorite shows and movies that I've been enjoying these past couple weeks so yeah but before we get into this like I feel like I just want to mention um, something that I said in the previous episode of the soul wisdom episode when I was talking about our good sis who was a tarot reader but decided to take a new path basically. Soul wisdom is the name of the YouTube channel. And in that episode, like you know, I was saying how she expressed in one of her videos that we're gonna be in a time where it's gonna be really hard to play both sides. Like you're gonna have to decide and choose are you gonna be the light or the dark? And she was just saying, like, again, that it's going to be a very clear of what people decide to choose. And I feel like that is definitely happening online. Like, what the fuck? Like, I have not, I've really, I've still been taking, like, my social media breaks. Like, I've just been really enjoying myself and just reflecting and just really just doing the work within myself without any other, like, distractions and stuff. But this past like week or two, like it's been a lot. Like the the last time I got on, I seen that shit with like Derek Jackson, which I already knew. Like the energy from that dude was just crazy. Like I just didn't trust him, and I like it was just interesting because like I did follow him like in the beginning, like before he hit a million followers. Like I was a fan mainly because he was fine. <laughs> so I was just like, this black man fine. Like let me follow him and see what he's talking about. And then like you know he was saying some good stuff too, of course, because it's it's a game. Like, you know, he literally, like, I feel like studied and feel like he understands when, understand women so much that he could use it to his advantage. He can manipulate us to get whatever the fuck he wants, whether that be money or other women. So I'm really happy that he was exposed as well as this whole, like, up sweetie situation. Like I got on last night to check on, just to get on Twitter before going to bed. And then I was ready to fight a fucking Migo, like, right before bedtime. So, um, yeah, so, like, shit like this is, like, the reason why, like, I want to say, like, I have so much, like, I guess, grace and space for Black women. Like, people always, like, you know, try to joke and make fun of me, like, calling me, like, a Captain save hoe and shit. Because, um, like, if it's a Black woman, like, debating anything, I don't care, like, off top. 
I'm going to go with the black woman until I figure out what the fuck is really going on. And the reason why I do have so much grace for us is because we legit go through the most bullshit with the least amount of grace, least amount of empathy, least amount of understanding. And if nobody else is going to give it to us, then I'm going to give it to us. So there we go. And like this whole sweetie situation is just, it just pisses me off even more. And I'm just sending my love to sweetie and her family and just everything she's fucking going through right now. I know she got a fine ass daddy who could probably knock um, Quavo out in like a second, but still, like, you know, and the fact that 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 situation was caught on ga- on camera and exposed to the world is now going to allow for a whole bunch of people to share their opinions, which is, again, not going to be beneficial for the black woman. And it just goes to show, too, no matter what shade of black you are, like, <sighs> I'm just going to stop there. But I'm definitely sending my love to Sweetie. I'm writing for my black women day and night. So if they don't nobody got y'all, I fucking got y'all, period. Okay, so now that we got that out the way, let's go ahead and um, get into the tarot energy for the next two weeks. So like I usually do, I pull the two tarot cards before pressing record. Um, So the first card that I pulled is the Five of Swords um, upright. So the Five of Swords upright, it's like a person holding three of the swords with two swords knocked down. looks like basically like he won a battle against like his friends. He got like a mischievous little smile and stuff. So that looks like, you know, fighting to the, to the win. And then the next card or the second card I pulled is the magician card, which is one of my favorite cards. Every time I see this card, it just means that we can literally create any type of reality we want. We are the magician. That means we can make that shit happen. Period. So um, I'm going to go ahead and read the definition of both of these tarot cards via Biddy Tarot. And I'm going to start with the Five of Swords. And also both cards were upright. The Five of Swords turns up when you have a when you have had a falling out disagreement or conflict and you are walking away with a sense of sadness and loss. You may be upset and resentful over the heated words you said and now you wish you could take them back. Bad blood and a general ickiness hang over you as your relations have turned sour. Even if you won the argument or came out the apparent victor, you realize that you have lost as much or more than your opponent. The battle has cost you trust, respect, or dignity and isolated you. As you try to pick up the pieces and set the conflict behind you, you find it's more difficult than you thought. Others have lost faith in you and are keeping their distance. You will need to decide whether you point You will need to decide whether your point of view is so important to you that you're willing to put your relationships in jeopardy or if you can compromise and see eye to eye. The advice of the Five of Swords is to pick your battles. You may be tempted to fight every conflict to ensure you get your way to prove that you are right or defend yourself when you are feeling challenged or threatened. However, most experts agree choosing your battles wisely is a much better way of life than engaging in every disagreement. Not only will it lead to a more peaceful existence, but your interpersonal relationships are likely to come out stronger. The five of swords can often indicate that you are competing with others on the path to success. You see them as threats to your own happiness, so you seek to win at any cost. If you have been engaged in a conflict and can see it's take 
and can see it taking its toll, the five of swords is an invitation to apologize. The longer you brood or the more you try to prove you were right, the more challenging the relationship will become. Be ready to say you were wrong and make amends. There's no sense in turning and trying to justify your behavior. Just let it go and move on. Look for common ground with those you have been fighting with or seek forgiveness so you can put this behind you. The five of swords may also point to failure. It shows that despite your best efforts, you are likely to be beaten or come out as the loser. If you allow yourself to become disillusioned after such a loss, then you will find yourself on the path to increase ruin and torment. Accept your defeat and learn from it. Be smarter and wiser next time. So that's the five of swords. Um, this don't really resonate with me. Um, because I feel like I've been picking my battles wisely. Like I'm in a place where it's just like I've said again in plenty of episodes, like I just don't have the energy for a lot of shit anymore. And I'm just in a space where I'm like, I, I'm just nurturing myself. Yo, like that's literally all I care about right now. And so all that other shit, I don't hear it, but I'll definitely keep this in mind. Um, if somebody tried to get some shit, like, you know, start it. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind and be mindful to like not, you know, entertain drama or whatever because in the end it may not be worth it like anytime I get in an argument with someone and I feel like I get out of character quote-unquote um I'm never really feeling good after that because it's like I'm doing all this work to stay grounded in who I am granted I'm that doesn't mean I'm gonna allow people to disrespect me or anything but um there's still like you know better ways to handle things but you know God is working on all of us (laughs) so let's get into the magician tarot card shout out to the um bodega boys As a master manifester, the magician brings you the tools, resources, and energy you need to make your dreams come true. This already resonates. (laughs) Seriously, everything you need right now is at your fingertips. You have the spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional resources to manifest your desires. And when you combine them with the energy of the spiritual and earthly realms, you will become a manifestation powerhouse. The key is to bring these tools together synergistically so that the impact of what you create is greater than the than a separate parts. This is alchemy at its best. Now is the best time to move forward on an idea that you recently conceived. The seed of potential has sprouted and you are being called to take action and bring your intention to fruition. Your intention to fruition. The skills, knowledge, and capabilities you have gathered along your path have led you to where you are now. And whether or not you know it, you are ready to turn your ideas into reality. Oh, this is giving me like goosebumps right now. In your quest to manifest your goals, you must establish a clear vision of what you will create and why before you act. It is not enough to be motivated by ego, which is money, status, or fame. You need to have a soul connection to your goals and intentions. You are a powerful creative being, and this is your opportunity to bring your higher self in alignment with your day-to-day actions to create the future you want most. When you are clear about what when you are clear about your what and your why, the magician calls on you to take inspired action. You will need to focus, you will need focused attention and intense concentration to bring your goals to fruition. Focus on the one thing that will move you towards your goal. Commit to the task is 
commitment to the task is essential. So drop any distractions. They may draw your focus away from what you want to achieve. Be methodical in your planning to make sure that you stay on track and carry out your task. This definitely resonates with your girl. This is definitely like the energy I'm in now, like this past week, even with my fucking draw a swollen face. I was just like making a plan because I'm just like changes, changes now and I got to make a plan. So I got to do things differently in order to expect things differently. So I'm really excited to implement this and see what the fuck comes out of it. Uh, But that is the energy uh, for the next two weeks. And that's the collective energy. So shout out to you for making those ideas and bring those ideas to life and making a plan to bring those ideas to life is what I'll say. Shout out to you. Kudos to you. If you guys are in some drama this week, just remember to be the the or what is it the bigger person i guess or whatever if that's aligned with who you are <laughs> do whatever you feel is necessary everything's a learning experience there's no right or wrong to anything honestly but um yeah the energy for the next two weeks looks very promising um feels very promising but yeah that's that. Let's go ahead and get into the health update. So um, I'm gonna start with my gut problems because in a, a couple episodes ago I was explaining how like you know I've I made the commitment to do yoga every day. Um, I've been fasting every now and again and all that because I've been having like gut issues from eating um, crazy this past summer and stuff and just really just healing my body all over again. Um, So I still do yoga. I still eat clean. I did have some chips and stuff, so I did slip up. And it's like now in the point, like if I like slip up and eat some chips, like I feel it right away. It's just like I have to stick to clean eating for like a long time, I feel, before um, I can even attempt to try to treat, quote unquote, myself to like some processed food. But um, I do feel amazing. Like I, I did mention in a past episode that I did like the ballerina or knockoff ballerina tea to like um as an attempt to clean my colon I guess so I did that and then also the yoga and just been eating clean for the most part um I've also been working out more I've been running running is my favorite workout because I feel like it literally hits every part of your body it's like the ultimate workout like if you can only do one workout I would recommend running um so I've been running and stuff as well and I feel amazing. I feel really good. I feel back to normal. My gut feels great. You know, granted, if I don't be eating no processed food or whatever, I definitely will feel it for a little bit. And then eventually, once it leaves my body, then the feeling leaves with me. So um, I'm, I think I'm back in good gut health. <laughs> um, but also just in regards to like my face um, last week. So basically, I got a root canal at the beginning, literally like in February, like a month before the pandemic hit, I got a root canal. So basically, um, this is just like shit that happened from that. Like I believe I had an abscess on my tooth that I got the root canal on because, you know, I did extensive research because I'm a doctor and Google's a doctor. So I searched and figured out what was going on. And, you know, definitely, you know, figuring, finding a dentist and making an appointment so I can like actually get the situation fixed. But in the meantime, like, you know, I need to not have a swollen face and make sure like, you know, any infection is not going to go to my blood or any other parts of my body. So I was looking up, um, I think I mentioned golden seal on here before, but um, I use golden seal as the antibiotic because I didn't want to use pills. Like I have a weird thing with just like pills from like doctors and shit. So if I can figure out a natural way to get the shit done, then I'm going to go for it. But if I can't, then I'll take the pill. But 
Um, Golden Seal works. <laughs> it works. I know it worked. That's why I went and got it. It literally works. Like I've been taking it for about a week and it's kind of the same rules with anti antibiotics. Like, um, I, I believe you're not supposed to take antibiotics over, um, a week because then your body will like, I guess, get used to it and won't be able to like use, it won't be as strong, I guess, or something like that. And that's the same for Golden Seal. So I think today is day seven. So I'm taking my golden seal, but I'm back to normal. Like my face looks good, <laughs> but um, yes, that's the health, up, health update. Hope y'all are, you know, continuing to take care of yourself um, holistically, mind, body, and spirit. But yeah. Okay. So I also want to um, talk about my book that I finally finished reading and also some movies and shows. It's not going to be like super long. Um, reviews or anything, but I just want to talk about it a little bit. So, okay, Brothers and Sisters by B.B. Moore Campbell. It's an old book. Um, I think it came out in the 90s and it takes place in the 90s as well, around the time of the Rodney King riots in LA. It takes place in LA. Um, the main location is like a bank in LA. So like reading the back of the book and stuff, like what enticed me was like, I guess it was just the whole purpose of the book was like to see how all these different worlds kind of collide in terms of men, women, and then also like black, white, Mexican. And um, yeah, so it was really interesting. And I feel like at the end of the book, like what ended up happening was just like everybody was just humbled. Like it was crazy because, all right, spoiler alert, because, okay, you have the main girl who's Esther, who's like, you know, successful black woman, um, I think she's like, yeah, she's a banker, something like that. She worked at the bank. Um, she's very successful. She has a dating Tyrone, who's like, you know, a roundaway type of guy. He um, was like um, UPS driver type shit. A really cool dude. Like, you know, like genuinely like takes care of his women. He just don't have like the degrees and everything that, you know, pe black, not just black women, but women who are in a work field, field tend to like want in a man, like, you know, someone who match their success and someone who can bring things in materialistically, like cars and shit like that. So that's why she was like naturally attracted to Humphrey, who was like her boss basically at the bank. And he was described as like, you know, tall, dark, black, beautiful man. Um, so like she's entertaining Tyrone, but like, you know, she convinced herself that like it ain't going to be much because he ain't on her level. Meanwhile, he treating her like fucking royalty and shit. And then you have Humphrey who literally has no interest in her. And it's like going after Mallory, which is her friend, who's also a white woman. And again, this is the nineties too. So it was just really interesting reading, I guess, from the black man's perspective, um, from a man who like legit wants to only not I don't want to say only because she didn't never really mention if he like only wanted to date white women but um he like broke it down to a sense where it's like because he was from the hood he came from poverty he came from a broken home so when he seen black women he associated them with his mom and sisters which reminded him of where he came from which he wasn't proud of and he didn't like so that's why it was hard for him to date black women so that's why it was so easy. Like, that's why he wanted to date white women. But then also he felt that like dating a white woman made him powerful because he took the white man's woman. Like this shit is weird. Like it was, it was crazy. It was really interesting though. It was really eye opening and stuff. And then also too, like 
it was a point in the book where like, you know, Mallory, she used him, Humphrey, um, to make her ex and her dad mad because he's a black man. So she was like, I know if I date this black man, it'll make everyone mad. And which it did. Um, but he, Humphrey, took that as a sign that she was actually interested in him. So like when she turned him down after they went out or whatever, like this dude literally started harassing her. Like I'm reading this book and getting triggered and I'm just like, wow. And then like, you know, it's a book. So they are breaking down his thoughts and things. So, and in his mind, he literally believes that this woman really wants him, Mallory, the white woman. And he just needed to like convince her or just like do a couple things. And like, he was doing things that was like really creepy, like licking his lips and shit like that, like just staring creepily. But in his mind, like that shit, like he's trying to figure out why it's not working. And I say all this to say, we need to teach sexual harassment in school. (laughs) At this point, like, I believe that men still think like that. Obviously they do. Um, And even some women like, you know, kind of just think that it's acceptable because of their experiences. So I do truly believe that sexual harassment and just a full on understanding on what the fuck it is needs to be discussed in school, like grade school, middle school, high school, like each year, make it a fucking class or something, make it a part of one of these classes like shit. But in the end, Esther, you know, realized that, hey, I can actually make this work with Tyrone, which was my favorite part because I really love Tyrone. Like Tyrone was loving the hell out of that woman and Esther deserved that. But um, y'all should definitely check that out. Hopefully I didn't ruin it too much for you, but that was definitely a great read. Um, I'm kind of mad it took me so long, so long to finish it. Like I should have been finished that book, but it's done. Whatever. We're here. So a movie I would like to recommend and I was, when I pressed play, I was like, I don't know, like... If it ain't funny, it ain't funny. I ain't laughing. But it was hilarious. And that's Bad Trip on Netflix. So it stars Eric Andre, Tiffany Haddish, and Lil Rel. So basically what they're doing is like, Eric Andre is like trying to get to New York to like go to some girls, like some girl that he likes like event. And basically they're on a road trip to New York. They steal Tiffany Haddish's car. It's like a movie mixed in with like pranks on real people. Like I thought it was very clever. One, Um, two, it was hilarious. And I can only like, I can't help but to believe that Eric Andre came up with a lot of the craziest fucking skits because he's a little weird. I fuck with weird. I'm weird too. I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way, but like some of those skits were just like, how the fuck did you even come? Like, who thought of this? Like, I just, I know it was him, but I would definitely recommend it. Not suitable for work. It's very like, (laughs) it's crazy, but I definitely was in here cracking up. So I thought it was good. Um, So I definitely recommend five stars. Coming to America, um, two. So, you know, coming to America, number two. It's on Amazon. Um, And I thought it was good. I was on Twitter right after I watched it and there were a lot of bad reviews for it. Like people just wasn't really fucking with it. They didn't think it was as funny, Um, but I thought it was cute. Um, I thought they did a really great job with the storyline. I think that's what I appreciate the most. Um, The Prince definitely could have done a better job. I feel like they they could have easily gotten a better Prince, but his mom, I think, made up for it. Um, I can't think of her fucking name right now, but the actress who played her, (laughs) the mom, she was hilarious. Girl, you making a statement with that. She, that was, I think she saved the movie. She was probably the funniest to me. 
Um, but I thought the storyline was great. And that's why I liked it, um, because I was a little nervous of what to expect. Like, you know, I thought they were going to try to go above and beyond and be all like hilarious and try to out funny the first one, which is kind of hard to do 20 years later with everybody being older and then also like creating a story that makes sense from the last movie. Like I thought they did a great job with that. It was very, very entertaining. I would, I would watch it again, maybe like next year or something. Like I thought it was good. Um, I would give it, I would give it four stars though. Okay. So now I want to get into like just two shows before I go ahead and head out. But I would actually recommend Grownish, starring Yara Shahidi and like Chloe and Hallie and all the other folks. I really enjoyed this show. It took me a long time to watch it because I was I thought I was too grown for it. Like what the fuck? I'm I'm not watching that. But um, I binge watched it. I think during the quarantine, and then I've you know <laughs> as soon as the season came back, I was watching it. So I finished the whole season. I love the way it ended. It was very mature. <laughs> For sure. But what I appreciate most about this show is that it I feel like it helps me understand the younger generation. Like I feel like I could relate to like these younger kids and again just better understand them because of this show. Because it's just like, wow, these are what these kids are going through. I feel like Gronish is um a somewhat realistic re- reflection of what um these what is it, Generation Z or whatever um the the generation after millennials is called um what they're going through and just like how they're you know growing in such a like social media driven electronic driven society so um it's really interesting and i and i like it i like it i like the show and also grownish actually made me love chloe and hallie a lot more because for the same reason like I don't know. I just be think I'm too grown for a lot of shit sometimes. And I did not listen to Chloe and Hallie for a long time because I felt like, what like what are these little girls talking about? But then after that, I'm like, oh, they're like young adults. <laughs> Let me actually check out their music. And I'm like, wow, these girls are fucking flame. They produce, they write, they do everything themselves. Like what? They're amazing. Um, but Grownish definitely helped me fall in love with them and, and encouraged me to listen to more of their music and everything. Okay, so... Last, but certain, certainly, certainly not least, I want to talk about Snowfall. Like, I know I kind of mentioned it a little bit in the last episode, but like Snowfall, like I keep texting my brother. I don't think he's caught up because he's not texting me back. And I'm just like, I need to talk to someone about this. Like, this shit is stressing me out. Off top, I want to apologize to Franklin. I thought, I'm going to ruin the show, y'all, this season. If y'all didn't see it yet, just go ahead and turn this off. But I want to apologize to Franklin because I legit thought he was about to throw Leon up under the bus in a heartbeat. Like, I thought he was about to turn that nigga in all, at least to, like, the police or to the homies. Like, I really thought that Franklin was that ruthless. And I apologize. Like, I should have more faith in Franklin. But this whole situation with the little girl, like, this is... This is like the main reason why I hate gang shit. No disrespect to anybody who in the gang who choose, to, who choose that life. But... This is the stupidest shit to me because, like, when it comes to the gang shit, like, all common sense is off the table. Like, that scene with the little girl, I mean, I know it's a show and they need to do it because it's a show. Like, they need a storyline or whatever. But it's like, y'all pull up to this car and seeing these dudes, your rivals or whatever, and y'all started shooting. The car with the kids started shooting. Like, them niggas could have drove off 
and saved that little girl. And they could have, you know, spin the block, I guess, and then came back or once they dropped the girl off. But, like, nobody thought nothing. They first thought was just, like, get these dudes. So that pissed me off because I'm just like, that little girl, like, this shit happens all the time, just senseless, stupid shit. Like, niggas don't be thinking before they do stuff. Like, you have a whole child and woman in the back of your car and you pull up starting shooting on dudes. Like, what? Make it make sense. But whatever. I know it's a show. However, like my loyalty was with Franklin for most of the seasons. And now that we're in this season, which I think is season eight or something, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how this shit is going to end. Like my like it's it's a snowfall Wednesday, too, but I got to watch it on Hulu tomorrow. So I'm not watching it tonight. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow morning. But like, this shit is just so frustrating, and I'm just super curious as to how this shit is going to end. Snowfall is probably one of the best so show series that I've watched within these past couple years. Like, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's great. The storyline, everything, like, is just beautiful. I, I, shout out to John Singleton. If y'all watch Snowfall, can we talk about it? Like, what the fuck is up? Also, not to mention, like, his sister, um... See, y'all, I don't be remembering all the characters' names. Like, in my mind, he's still Stacy from the wood. So, Stacy, his sister in Snowfall, killed, like, Fatback. So, now, Leon got, like, three people on, like, four, five people on this. Like, I'm so nervous. So, I want to make a prediction because y'all know I like doing that. Damn, I don't even know what to predict. That's how I know this show is good because, like, I'm really good at predicting shit. But I honestly, I feel like the sister, Stacy's sister, is going to do something crazy. She just lost her child. Understandable. Um, I, I feel like she's going to do something fucking crazy. And she's going to figure out how to get Leon. I don't think Franklin is going to make it out. I feel like Franklin, I feel like this is, I don't know if this is the series finale for Snowfall. Or what? I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I'm going to just stop. Like, <sighs> And then they were taking drugs to Arkansas. Like, what? Like, like that's gonna be, that could be a whole spinoff show right there with just that family alone. So it's just like, what is really, like, where are they? That's how I know the show is good. Like, I can't predict it. But I'm still Team Franklin. <laughs> Franklin. I like the light-skinned dude, too. Um, the one who's, like, now teaming up with Stacy. But he's too cocky for me. Like, I don't know. Like, I still fuck with Franklin, even though I don't agree with some of his, like, choices. But I still fuck with Franklin. Probably because it's Franklin. And, like, I was just about to, like, tweet some shit about Leon. And then the nigga, like, killed the fucking girl at the end of the episode. So I was like, fuck, let me delete this draft. <laughs> what? But... Yeah, I don't know, but Snowfall is a great show. If you have not started Snowfall, go ahead and do yourself a favor. And then also wait really quick because Homegirl, she got cleaned. Um, the crackhead that I was talking about in the last episode, in the last podcast episode, I was talking about how like in Snowfall, like, you know, she was a, a girl and then like she ended up on crack and then she was just a crackhead and people like tend to forget that she's human or whatever. And she was Leon's girl and Leon obviously still loves her and like, you know, made sure that she had the the means to get clean after getting shot or whatever. So I'm really happy to see, like, where is this going to go with this? Like, you know, I did see her eavesdropping um, with the police officer and stuff. So I'm just like, hmm, 
And, you know, she could be messy sometimes. So I'm just like, I really have no idea, like, how's this going to go? Maybe I'll have a better idea after I watch this episode tomorrow morning. But, yeah, if y'all haven't seen Snowfall, get into it. What are you doing? But I think that's all I want to talk about today. I definitely, again, watch Bad Trip, too, because that shit was hilarious. Like, if y'all need just... Of some something refreshing to take your mind off all kinds any bullshit that's going on, like watch Patrick, like high or not, watch it. But I think that's all I have for y'all today on this episode 112. But also, you do know that I make hair accessories and jewelry with cowrie shells and crystals under Shell Monies. So be sure to check out Shell Monies, support your girl um, at Shell Monies or at our website, which is www.shellmoneys.store. Um, if you like this episode of Avocado and Honey or any episode of Avocado and Honey, please be sure to like, subscribe, share this episode with a fellow spiritual, spiritual motherfucker. Um, and also be sure to follow Avocado and Honey on all social media platforms at avocado and honey i'm like i'm getting ready to blossom back on on instagram i know i keep talking about social media and stuff just because i feel like i put this pressure on myself that the people who follow me have all these expectations of me so that's why i keep bringing it up here because i'm not on it i'm not as active as i know i should be because again i'm dealing with myself i'm nurturing myself and right now social media is just not a part of this i don't have the pressure to perform on social media right now because i'm dealing with myself so uh but i say all that to say like you know i'll be back in in, in time soon come um but i will posts like I guess sporadically on avocado honey and shell monies until then your girl's literally in the process of leveling up furnishing my apartment and shit and really creating vibe in this motherfucker but all right I'm, I'm on one right now but all right and if y'all want to follow me on all social media platforms my uh personal social media handle is at underscore smangy s-m-a-n-g-i-e-e Thank y'all. I can't say thank you enough for y'all being on this journey with me. Y'all legit helped me feel less alone. Shout out to Soul Wisdom too, because she also helped me feel less alone on this journey because of her videos. But yeah, this shit is lit. Thank y'all again. Remember to drink your water and I'll talk to y'all next week.